Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast where I help you live more vibrantly by introducing you to a variety of amazing coaches. You can work with them, or you can just listen to this podcast and learn some of the things that they teach and start applying it to your life today to live more vibrantly. Very happy to have you today. I'm going to keep this short um, because Jen Romero, um, life purpose coach that I spoke with and interviewed, just she really just said everything so poignantly that that she does. And so I'm going to let her explain things to you about your self-worth, self-sabotage, finding your purpose, you know, seeing and identifying what's really holding you back from achieving those things, you know, learning how courage comes before confidence and how to find your joy where you are and also find and move towards your purpose. So, Check this episode out. If it resonates with you, reach out to Jen um, and work with her to to find that joy and purpose. And as I said at the end of her episode, you know, what could be better than working with a coach whose joy and purpose it is to help you find your joy and purpose? So check it out. And as always, I'm here for you as well. So enjoy another episode and then get out there and live life vibrantly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I have another amazing coach to introduce you today. Um, her name is Jen Romero. And actually, I'll let you, you know, introduce yourself, Jen. Thanks, Lisa. It's such a honor to be here. Thanks for having me on today. Sure. So my name is, yeah, so my name is Jen. I am a wife, a mama, and a life coach um, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. So I, um, you know, just like most of my clients, I'm kind of right in the thick of finding harmony between family and, um, and work and business and, you know, all that, all that stuff in life. Right. That work-life balance. It's a continual Mm -hmm. process, I think. Absolutely. And I, balance isn't the word I try to use. I try to use the word harmony. Yeah. It's, it's never really going to be a true balance. It's just finding that like yin and yang, that harmony of making it all, you know, work in in synergy with each other. Right. Yes. Yes. That is so true. Um, And I talk about that with my clients when you're, you know, I was like, just because something is important doesn't mean it's the priority. Right. You have Mm -hmm. when you have different goals, sometimes work is the priority. Right. But just for a period of time until you achieve that certain goals, that's much better. I love that harmony. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And that like the yin and yang, the flow, like you said. Mm -hmm. Flow. That's a great word. So why did you become a life coach? I became a life coach. So I call myself a life purpose coach. Mm hmm. Because I know, I know the pain and the ache of knowing that you're wired for something bigger that's going to make an impact in the world and having settled for normal while you're not wired for normal, right? So you're living this life that you're kind of, you, you find yourself in the middle of and it's like, you know, you look around and you have wonderful, like I have wonderful things in my life, you know, mm-hmm. my, my family and, you know, a great um, community around me. And and yet, you know, and I, I looked around and um, I had abandoned a lot of my dreams. And I know that, 
you know, just there's so many women in the same, same place where we grow up and we just abandon those dreams that we have of making our mark in the world and, you know, living out our purpose. And, you know, there's bills, there's home repairs, there's, it's, it doesn't end, right? There's laundry and dishes and school drop-offs if you have kids and, and those things are beautiful and they're wonderful. And I'm wired for more. Right. So I, you know, and I've got, you know, my story of the things that I, you know, the dreams that I've dusted off and, you know, have either, um, you know, made reality or I'm in the process of, of making them reality. And so I just, I don't want any other woman to stay small because this is what we do. We, we make ourselves small and we're never, we were never meant to be small. We are powerful. and the world needs what we have to offer, right? So I see my role as a life purpose coach as being part of a ripple effect where I am working with women to guide and empower them, actually guide them to empower themselves to then go out and make their mark on the world to make the world a better place. And so I love that I get to do that. You know, every woman that I work with, I see them go out and do these amazing things that they were meant to do. And that is, you know, I'm right in my alignment. So that's why um, I became a life coach. So good. So good. That's, that's beautiful. And, you know, that's so true. And everyone's different. You know, some people, they, they want this particular life with their family and, that's they're all about it and that's what they do and that's perfect for them but like you said there are also so many people who've followed this blueprint and this plan and set their dreams aside and now they're like well but I I do want other things and is that okay you know some of them are judging themselves for wanting those things or some of them just can I achieve those things how do I achieve those things so there's a, a lot that can be involved there and it sounds like that's the process that, that you help them through. Yeah, absolutely. So when I work with women, we, you know, we kind of progress through stages of figuring out first, where are you now? What does your life currently look like? What's already awesome about your life? Because there are things that are already awesome, right? Um, and just really, and what are the things that give you joy? And, and what's missing? What, what needs to change? in order to bring you to the place where you feel like you are living out your purpose. And then we look at where do you want to be? So just really dreaming and envisioning what your life would look like if you loved waking up in the morning and knowing that you were right in your flow. Wow. Yeah. You know, and then we often stop ourselves from dreaming this big because we think of all the hows. Yeah, but how am I going to do that? Yeah, but how am I going to afford that? Yeah, but how am I going to get my husband on board, right? And these are all the things that I, you know, have had to work through. And so, you know, and then, so then it's a matter of getting into the, okay, so we know where you are. We know where you want to go or have some idea, you know, and then what's getting in the way. So for a lot of the women I work with, it's perfectionism and people pleasing. Oh my goodness. This is how we keep ourselves small. (laughs) Perfectionism and people pleasing. Yeah. You know, we worry so much about 
what people are going to think about this thing that we, you know, want to do if it doesn't fit into the mainstream. What are our parents going to say? What are our friends going to say? What are, you know, it's, what's my partner going to (laughs) say? Because, you know, in our wildest dreams, they don't necessarily look like what society tells us they should look like. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So getting over that fear of needing to please others, because as women, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's been conditioned in us and it's a process of unlearning that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a lot of, you know, societal training or, you know, kind of impressing on women that we are nurturing and that's what our worth is. Mm-hmm. Others, how we take care of other people. And that that doesn't have, not that you can't take care of other people, but that doesn't have to be your, your sole thing is just to nurture and care for others. <laughs> not in specific ways that society has determined that that's how you do it right by putting yourself on the back burner and making yourself last in every you know in every area um no that's not you know it's like you know when they say in an airplane you have to put on your own oxygen mask first before you can help anybody else exactly and yet in reality we we tend to not do that we you know we run ourselves into the ground taking care of all the other people and all the other things and those dreams get abandoned really fast when we start doing that. Right, exactly. Running yourself ragged, exhausting yourself. And what would it be like if you achieved those dreams and you were living in that and you weren't exhausted and you were happy? Like, then what could you offer to those around you? That's, you know, what I I talked with my clients a lot about. It's like, that would be would be showing up in such a more powerful way. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And if you believed you were enough, what would your life look like? Because if you believe you're enough, despite what society tells you your worth is based on, you know, what, what we've been conditioned to feel like we need to do to have, you know, to have value in our society. If you believe that you were enough, you were sufficient, you had value and worth all on your own, regardless of what you perform. Yeah. Think about how expansive that would be and what that would open up. So many times, you know, our our self-worth gets in the way. That's one of the things that comes up with, um, you know, the people I work with is their self-worth. These are like the women I work with are amazing. And from, you know, my perspective, my objective, like neutral perspective, I know that they're amazing and that they have, they're powerful and that they're smart and strong. And yet we tend to not believe that ourselves. And that's a self-worth issue. And that, you know, I see people, you know, you can become up with these goals or plans for ourselves sometimes. Like we'll just kind of muster up some motivation to achieve a goal that we might have in mind. And, you know, we'll implement some habits some some strategies and we'll make some progress for a little while. But if we haven't done that deep core work of believing in our worth and our ability, we end up self-sabotaging, mm. right? Yeah. So, so for the person that, you know, maybe is trying to lose weight, we end up self-sabotaging because uh, we don't truly believe that we deserve it or are capable of achieving it. And so, you know, we'll end up at the refrigerator <laughs> at midnight every night or, you know, or, you know, I can think of lots of different examples, but it, it all comes down to our worth, you know, and our belief in our ability. So 
a lot of the work I do with clients really just kind of digs down into like, you are enough. Hmm. You are worthy and valuable of having this thing that you want. And let's figure out, you know, what you already have, what already makes you special and amazing and capitalize on those things to move you forward. Yes. And that is easy to say, hard to do, but that's the foundation. Totally. And I use, you know, I use we a lot as I talk because I'm not exempt (laughs) from any of this, right? Um, You know, I'm right, like I said, I'm right in the thick of things, you know, like my clients, I've, I've done a lot of my own work. I've come a long way. And so, you know, but no one's immune to that, right? Right. Those, those self-doubts or, you know, and, and it's, it's a lifelong process. So, you know, I, I get it. I feel it. Um, You know, and I can empathize with people where they're coming from because, you know, especially as women, right. We just are our own worst critics. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I've like you, I I had my own coach. I, I work with coaches and, you get those basics and those tools and they're so helpful because it is a lifelong process. The more you grow and each time you push out into something else, you find another spot where it's like, Oh, I'm not good enough here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, I still have that more work to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, the more that we push out, I like the way you said that and keep moving forward the greater we build up our self-trust and our self-trust impacts how we view ourselves and our self-trust based on those baby steps of moving forward builds up that sense of self-worth. Like, wow, I did that. I can continue doing, I did that in this hard situation. Huh? I guess that means I can do that in this other hard situation. Exactly. Yeah, build that that resilience. And like you said, that trust, that relationship with yourself that, hey, I can do this. I've done this before. Keep going. I'll get there. And that, that that's be- you've said it also beautifully, like that foundation of a strong sense of your self-worth and your value of who you are. So obviously, as a coach, that's something that you help people with. What are some things like just a few, you know, obviously, It'll be an overview here, but what are some things people can do to work on that sense of self-worth? Yeah. So, you know, like we've just talked about, it is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong progress. And so the first thing I always tell people and myself is have grace with yourself. Be gracious to yourself. We're going to mess up despite our best efforts and our intentions. We're not always going to live up to our expectations or our hopes for ourselves. We're human. Give yourself that freedom to be human. Exactly. Yeah. So number one is, is give yourself freedom to be human. Be gracious with yourself. The next thing is think about one challenge in your life right now or one hard thing in your life right now and decide what you can do today to take one tiny step towards it. I'm not talking a big leap. (laughs) That's just setting yourself up for failure in most cases. But if you can get yourself unstuck and shift to a mindset that is solution focused and take one tiny step towards that, that builds up your confidence muscle. That builds um, your self-worth because you're seeing that you are strong and you are powerful and you're brave. 
And my motto is courage comes before confidence. I heard this somewhere. I can't remember where. And it's really resonated with me. And I share it with, um, you know, with women because we feel stuck. We get this paralysis analysis. Is that what it's called? Um, where we feel like we have to have all the steps all figured out. We have to do everything just perfectly before we can even take a small step forward. That's not the case. We don't have to know the how. We just have to know and trust in the next right thing and move towards that. And as we do that, we start to believe in ourselves more and more. Right. That's, yeah, that's what helps you, you know, feel the fear and do it anyways, is taking those small steps. And I love that you said that courage comes before confidence. It's very interesting because we, we admire things like courage and bravery. But when you think about the definitions of those words, they require some fear that there's, mm-hmm. you know, that there's some sense of danger there that has, that you are doing in the face of anyways. Um, and so many times, like you said, with that, that perfectionism, or it's like, we want to have the whole plan already in place, all the steps and then do it perfectly. Then that wouldn't be, it, there would be no courage there if that worked, <laughs> right? Yeah. There, there would be no issue. <laughs> Absolutely. We would just know what to do and do it. Right. But that's not how, you know, that's not how it works usually. And so, but as you take those courageous, small steps, it builds up your confidence, right? You don't have to be confident before you take that step. Nice. If you wait till you're confident before you make that step, you won't progress forward. Exactly. And, and you can't get stronger. That's why, you know, I, I work with, when I work with people with fear, if, if you don't experience the fear and do it anyways, you don't build that muscle. Like you said, you, you have to work that muscle. If you avoid it, you know, or try to plan around it, then every time that fear is just going to be there and it's going to feel overwhelming for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, that's just so great. The, those tiny steps instead of, you know, I have this huge problem. I'm overwhelmed. Here's all the million things I need to do. And then a lot of times, I, I call them motivated Mondays, right? We spend the whole weekend planning all these things we're going to change. There's going to be a completely new thing going on Monday morning. And then, you know, one thing goes wrong first thing and it's just all gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we hold ourselves up to that standard of perfection. Like, and I, you know, I get it because I'm like this too. And I have to, you know, every day is is a learning, um, you know, opportunity for me and for, you know, anybody that's working towards growth, right. Is like, okay, let me take a step back, reevaluate what didn't work and adapt and move forward. Um, instead of damn it, I screwed up. Okay. Well, I guess I'll wait till next Monday. (laughs) No, like if you, you know, if you feel you screwed up, um, or, you know, didn't follow your plan, evaluate maybe there's a reason that that particular you know plan didn't didn't work work out maybe you need to evaluate and you know for example if you schedule you know your workouts or something say your workouts into your calendar and you skip one and then that leads you to skip the next one and the next one because your self-confidence starts to suffer maybe instead of thinking oh you know what I'm a failure I can't do this I might as well give up maybe you take a look at your schedule and you think, huh, okay, I scheduled that workout at 7am. But actually, 
that's not a good time for me. My kids tend to wake up at that time. Or, um, you know, if something came up, there was an emergency, maybe I just need to schedule my workouts into a different time slot the next time. You know, so being solution focused rather than holding yourself up to this yardstick of like having to keep perfectly to your plan, because life isn't like that. Right. Life doesn't, you know, life doesn't go according to our plans. And so the idea, like the, the key is being flexible and adapting. And I use the, you know, the um, example of working out um, only because it's a, you know, it's a simple one for us, you know, to relate to, but, um, you know, but that goes along for any kind of, um, you know, goal or intention we have for ourselves where we, you know, tend to be our own worst critic and throw our hands up in the air, you know, and it's just keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. And a lot of times that comes from, you know, we make these plans of how we want things to be. And then we beat ourselves up when they don't work out very harshly. And so it would be something like you said, like, okay, well, I'm going to work out five days a week. And then that doesn't work. You miss them. And then you're just like, well, I I'm, I'm worthless. I can't stick to this schedule. And you just stop. Well, maybe Mm -hmm. five times a week doesn't work for you. (laughs) Yeah. You, You set the plan, right? Like maybe you, evaluating okay four works and you do that for a while and you say hey I can throw in a fifth sometimes mm-hmm. that's great yeah yeah absolutely I love it that I mean that's and that's how you know you work it and you have that progress like you said and build the confidence instead of setting this this huge plan for yourself and it doesn't work out for whatever reason you don't evaluate and you just give up mm-hmm. yeah and that's you know that goes for like anything like you know starting a business or, you know, it's so many people give up in business when Mm, things aren't, you know, appearing to be successful, but you know, it's, it's life is just about evaluating and adapting, holding space for flexibility. And there's so many moving um, parts to our lives, right. That keeping them, keeping them in balance and in harmony requires that we kind of shift with the flow. And not to say that we don't try, you know, our, give our best effort to um, keeping to a schedule or to keeping to a plan, but not getting, becoming a slave to that, to that goal or to that, um, that plan. Right. Not making it mean something about us as a person when we don't, Mm -hmm. when we're not able for whatever reason to follow that plan. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's so true and amazing. And yeah, very true in business because when you when you're doing your own business, there's going to be ups and downs. And mm-hmm. a lot of people they don't see that. They see what's on social media of everybody's doing great and I'm not. And so when they hit the down, they can tend to, you know, not have that confidence and not have the courage and belief in themselves and, and give up. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. So one of the many reasons I'm glad that there are coaches out there to help people through that process and help them build that, you know, self-trust and self-worth in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's interesting that you mentioned social media because yes, like, ah, uh, love it and hate it. Right. It's, <laughs> it's such a, you know, great tool in our lives and in our businesses and in community. And yet it's also where we judge ourselves the harshest and compare ourselves against one another. Right. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, you know, everyone else has got the perfect life and it's following the perfect timeline for their lives, right? According to Instagram. Um, but 
things aren't always as they seem on the surface and everyone's got their, their stuff that they're dealing with. Right. So yeah, it's just so important to keep that in check. Um, you know, when we're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and tending to, you know, compare ourselves by, you know, what we perceive other people are, you know, the success that they're experiencing. And, you know, I I never want to coach from a place of scarcity. Like I coach from a place of abundance. So you know what, if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see this, you know, she's got it all together. She's got it all right. And you compare yourself against that person. Um, you know what, your life is awesome. Like think about all of the things, the blessings in your life that other people would think, you know, like, wow, she's got it all. And it doesn't matter if anybody thinks you have it all, actually, as long as you believe you've got it, got it all. Yeah. Yeah. And working, working to see that because there is a a continuum. Like we're looking at people ahead of us a few steps and Mm. we're like, Oh, I want to be there. There are other people looking at you thinking the same thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, like that is true. And it doesn't matter what people think. Like exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, you You do you, you have to know, you know, that, that you have good things in your life and how important they are to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously a lot of knowledge that you have there. What is it that you're doing now? Like what is your process with your clients? What are you doing for people who are interested in working with you? Yeah. So I outlined, you know, a little bit ago about um, my general process, mm-hmm. you know, Um, of examining where you are, what's amazing already in your life? What is awesome about you? What do you have to offer and contribute? You know, and what's the piece that needs to change in order to have what you, you know, your heart desires, um, you know, which is that purpose that you're longing for. Because it's not, it's not either or it's, I believe in and. So my life is already amazing. And I want this thing that I'm working towards. And so we examine that, we get to a place of, you know, we, we work on getting to a place of finding joy and abundance in what you're already living, like what your life already looks like, as you also work towards what you want. Um, because when you get to what you want, you know, whether that's a year from now, 10 years from now, whatever, you know, whatever that thing is that you're working towards, if you haven't done the work now to find joy and community and confidence in yourself, it's not going to magically appear once you achieve that goal, right? Like, right? It's not like it's, you know, we have to live it in the now as we strive forward. Yeah. And so um, a lot of my work with, with women is, is around um, enjoying their lives right now. And you know, as, yeah, as we also work towards where it is they want to be. And then as we're working towards where they want to be, there's always things, you know, there's things in a way that keep us small, that keep us from spreading our wings, that keep us from being as powerful as we're meant to be. Um, you know, those things that we've talked about, like perfectionism, they, um, you know, I can't get started because it's not going to be perfect. And I'm worried about what people will think. Sometimes it's a toxic relationship that holds us back you know, we don't have the freedom in our relationship to pursue those things that call out to us. And then sometimes some hard decisions need to be made, need need to be made there. And so I've walked with clients through that 
painful process of like, you know, this is the relationship you're in. What does it mean for your happiness now? And what does it mean for what you want in the future? Right. And so, you know, the pace is always theirs with some gentle, you know, nudges, <laughs> um, you know, some, some challenging questions by me to like uncover what it is really that, you know, that decision that needs to be made, um, you know, and sometimes it's finances. Like a lot of times these things that we want to do, these dreams, they're expensive. They cost money. Right. Yeah. And so that was, you know, for the longest time, that was one of my big obstacles was, okay, you know, I want to become a life coach. I've wanted to be a life coach for 15 years, but I can't afford the training, but I can't afford to, um, you know, quit my job and, and become an entrepreneur. I can't, you know, it's just, you know, and for so many women, that's just, um, like, a, you know, that's what they trip on and whether it's that they actually don't have the money and can't afford it or whether they just, it's the mindset. It's how we think about money and the, money, the stories that we tell ourselves about money. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, some of my work with women revolves around, okay, so if you feel finances are an obstacle towards achieving this, you know, this beautiful thing you want, what are the tangible steps that we can take to create a firm financial foundation for you? And what's some of the mindset work that we need to do around that? So I'm not, I don't call myself a money coach, but, um, you know, but that is one of the obstacles that comes up for a lot of women that, you know, needs to be sorted out before they can make true progress. So there's, you know, we all have something that gets in the way of where we want to be. And so this is what we dig into and uncover. And then once that work is done, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, great. Let's get there. Let's make our action plan. And along the way, you know, the self-doubt and the, you know, all those ingrained thought patterns and habits are going to keep popping up. And so then at that point, it's, it's just continuing to work through those things as you are moving forward because they don't, you know, it's not like you deal with them once, <laughs> figure it all out. And then those, you know, those, um, pesky thought patterns that, you know, negative thought, self-talk and things, it's not like they go away and never leave us, you know, leave us alone forever. Um, you know, it's, it's a continual work in progress, but that's the key word is progress. Cause as long as we're moving forward, we're not stuck. Right. Exactly. And it's kind of like, we've been talking about working out. You don't like say, okay, well, I want to run a mile in eight minutes, train and do that. And then stop running forever and then go out and try to run a mile in eight minutes. <laughs> like it, mm -hmm. it won't, if you don't keep it up, it won't, it won't stick. And so you, if you've had these belief patterns for all your life, right, then that's a process that you work with. They're going to keep popping up, but now you have the tools to, you know, manage that, work on it mm -hmm. and grow each time and get stronger. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and that whole process that, that you help people through, it sounds absolutely amazing. So I know that there are people listening that are like, yes, that's what I want. So for, for those who are listening and this is resonating with them, what would be like a last message you have for them about, you know, taking that step and reaching out and, and working with you? Yeah. So realize that you are worth an investment of your time, your energy, and your money. 
you are not last in your life. You need that oxygen mask on. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, there's lots of demands on our time and on our money and on our energy. But if you don't have that oxygen mask on first, you're not serving yourself. And in the long run, you're not serving anyone. And the world needs you. The world needs us as women. The world needs what we uniquely, each and every single one of us has to offer. And if we move into a space where we are liberated and empowered to move forward into that, serving the world, serving people, finding joy in our every day as we do it, this world, like imagine, just imagine what this world would look like and all of the needs that would be met and how beautiful that would be. So the world needs what you have. The world needs what I have. The world needs what you have, Lisa. And, you know, and so, you know, it gives me so much joy to work with women, to bring them to that place where they're touching lives and they're finding joy in their own lives. Um, you know, like back to when I said, you know, my role is as like part of a ripple effect to creating a better world by, yeah, just by women going out and doing their thing. So I offer a 12-week package um, of coaching, which takes you through everything I talked about from digging into where you are, where you want to be, what's in the way, and let's move forward. My program is called Life Reboot. And so we meet weekly, virtually. So I'm in Canada, but it doesn't matter if you are in Florida, Texas, South Africa. I worked with women from all over. And so it's a weekly one-on-one call with me. I am, I call myself um, your challenger and your cheerleader (laughs) Um, because, because I'm not going to let you um, just, you know, maintain status quo. I'm going to gently dig in a little more, challenge you to, to uncover some of those things that maybe you haven't uncovered before. And you, you just kind of need that, that person to help you dig in, peel kind of back those layers. And so my 12-week package over three months, life reboot, um, you know, and when I'm, when I'm in that with a client, I am 100% in. Like my, you know, my client success is my success. And I love the woman I work with. Like I literally feel love in my heart for each and every single one of them. And I get so much joy from seeing their transformation. Um, and so throughout the 12 weeks, uh, I check in, there's a check in at about the midway point throughout each session via email. And that's just me checking in saying, Hey, how are these action steps going for you this week? How did this go? I know you were going to have that really tough conversation, you know, and it's a, a chance for the, you know, the woman, the, you know, the person I'm talking or working with to tell me, you know what, I did it. It feels amazing. I'm so proud of myself. And then I can celebrate with them right there in that moment. Or to say, you know what, I'm really struggling to do it. I haven't worked up, you know, I haven't made that step yet, you know, and then so I can help troubleshoot or provide that, you know, encouragement so that, you know, even in between each session, you've still got me backing you up and I'm still in your corner. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's an investment in yourself. You know, I used to think, you know, that I couldn't spend money on myself. My kids needed it. My house needed it. Everybody needed, you know, a part of me. But when I worked with my own coach, I realized I understood the power, like the profound impact 
of coaching as an investment into my own life. And I can tell you that my kids are happier. My husband's happier. You know, I'm just, you know, it's just transformed every part of who I am. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if this is resonating with you. I'd love to have a chat. I always kind of want to have that conversation first before getting into any coaching relationship to make sure it's a good fit, like whether it's a good fit for me and if it's a good fit for, you know, for you. Um, Because if it's not, there has to be that level of trust and comfort and like rapport, you know, and so it's really important to kind of assess that and make sure that that's like, we're really on board with each other. Um, And then also, I always ask people when they're inquiring about coaching, like, a scale of one to 10, how ready are you to do, you know, work that might be uncomfortable, might push you a little bit, challenge you? Um, you know, are you ready and are you committed to this? Because the, it's all about the woman I'm working with. It's all about the client. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and the value is not, it's not for me. It's for them, you know? And so, so I'm really intentional about, you know, working with women that are in that place where the pain is enough. <laughs> like they've gotten to that point where it's like, I have to do something. I can't continue on like this one more day. Um, you know, where I'm at feeling stuck, you know? And so when they're at that point and they're ready to do the hard work, that's when we can start working together. Absolutely amazing. That's a very great package that you offer there. And, you know, for sure, anyone who is interested in in what you've talked about and finding that purpose and taking steps towards that, what could be better than a coach whose joy and purpose is to help you find your joy and purpose? So that's amazing. <laughs> that's inspiring and motivating it to me. So um, for sure, reach out and um, we will have information in the show notes about how to, you know, find um, Jen and and contact her for that consultation to see if you guys would be a, a good fit. So happy that you came today and shared all this. I know you're going to change lives with this. Is there anything else you would like to add today? Yeah, thanks so much, Lisa. It's been so fun to chat. And um I said it, you know, a little while ago, but it bears repeating. The world needs us. The world is, you know, is in pain. The world is in um, disarray and chaos. And it needs women to step up and to, to lean in to what it is that you do best. You are unique. You are special. You were created for a special purpose. and you know, and the longer you stay small, the longer the world has to wait for what you have to offer it. So, you know, I just, I just encourage women to really like consider that and to know their value in changing the world. Um, And that's what, you know, gives me so much joy in doing what I do. Absolutely. That, that was beautiful. Can't can't add anything to that at all. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing with us today, Jen. We I appreciate it. Um, you've added value to my life, so thank you. Oh, so glad. Thank you, Lisa. Such a joy, such a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>